Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of IGEL Weekly. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. Chris Feeney's with me. Chris, how's it going? It is going well, Andy, as always. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, chat once again about a very interesting uh, topic. Looking forward to it. No, that's great. You know, we 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 kind of do this because we just like doing it partially. Plus, it's good. It's good business. But uh, getting on and talking through some of these blogs gives us a chance to get deeper into them. I had uh, one somebody reached out to me yesterday and and they said they enjoyed reading the blog, but they got a lot more out of the podcast because we were able to add uh, additional content or context sure. context to um, to what the blog covered. And that was uh, that was good to have somebody give feedback like that. So. Chris, actually, you know what? Uh, you and I were just talking about some technical stuff. Um, you're helping my team uh, roll out um, iGel to us, our remote users, and uh, with Active Directory authentication. Um, you want to just, just walk maybe our listeners through what, what's possible in the world of iGel in terms of uh, remote users authenticating against AD, even though they're not on the network? Yeah, so I first ran across this feature, and I was just talking to Jeff Kahlberg uh, a few minutes ago, just making sure I had my ducks in a row. Um, it's a thing called Shared Workplace. It's actually been part of the product for over 10 years, and it is uh, designed um, to provide configurations that you can assign not just uh, to the user, uh, in this case, a user logging into a directory. And so you can, uh, it works over ICG. And so uh, in your case, you've got folks that are not on the corporate domain using the Azure AD or UMS's. Um, in the cloud and it's able to communicate with the domain controller so you can pull in user information whether it's you know it's groups users and then um what you can do is uh you know Agile will boot up as normal and then you'll just log in with the domain account and uh you can also there's also cool uh we've had these Agile smart cards can't really see them but they usually come in every box of a device and for a time there you could you could assign configurations install this and then your user configurations are assigned to the card you know very very similar so i haven't actually played with that to test it out um but the idea is you can personalize that device even more and what's interesting is os 12 people have probably heard about it maybe um there i got my first look and feel of the conceptual ideas around it but it it will hope I'm not spilling the beans. Let's just say there'll be some user personalization pieces that, um, you know, out of the box, when you when you first get it, you'll authenticate and bam. So the idea of authentication yeah. um, is going to be big in terms of the customization of the device, the management, uh, very similar to something that we don't want to bring up on this podcast because they are a competitor. But uh <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, and there's some cool stuff you can do with it. I mean, you could change wallpapers, left hand mouse, right hand mouse. I mean, you can flip the monitors around, all kinds of things you can do basically when you use that. So I'm playing around with that, and in your case, you can uh, log in and pass the credentials into Citrix and auto launch into a virtual desktop. You know, and the whole point there is to to be able to use uh, an Active Directory login from anywhere to log into iGel. And then mm -hmm. at that point, you'd use those same credentials, ideally, uh, to log into whatever the next session that you're trying to connect to is. Yeah, obviously. And um, so that's um, we're getting that squared away, and then um, get your get your folks uh, using it here. Hopefully next week, once you get everything squared away. Well, let's talk about uh, today's blog. It was uh, one written by Carl Gersh. 
um, back in April, April 19th. And it's uh, the title of it is Combating the Tsunami of E-Waste. And as you know, that's that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I've got a, a nonprofit that's stood up to try to tackle that. But man, it, it kills me every time I've got to put a bunch of cables in a box and take them to the dump or take them somewhere else or hope that that PC that I took to the dump securely and safely gets repurposed and doesn't just go into a dump when I'm not looking. It's it's a big problem here in the U.S. and across the world. You want to give us just kind of a concept of what this blog is talking about? Yeah, I mean, at the personal level, like you, I mean, you've been in this business a long time. I know behind me, uh, there's a door that goes to my, my attic. I walk in and there's, I don't want to say tsunami, but there's a growing pile of either cardboard boxes or boxes filled with old techie equipment, cables, you know, monitors. I'm looking at my right at an old Dell monitor that I will never probably use again. It still works, but it's uh, it served its purpose. And, uh, you know, this stuff collects over time. And uh, and so locally, we have a, a waste place. I can take my truck and drive over there. When I get there, sometimes it's amazing just to see the e the e-waste area itself is it its own it's a recycling place but a lot of that stuff you know in many cases may, may not be recyclable um but uh it's boxes and boxes of of stuff and people pull up and you know they dump all kinds of things right and so um you know near and dear to IGEL, part of our whole corporate mission is you know to make you know i i'm not gonna spiel the whole thing but the very end of that is you know a, a better planet right and and it sort of leads into our software story, our repurposing story, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, there is a, a ton of devices out there that uh, you know, if if folks aren't aware, I don't know what I can do with it. I'll just throw it away. The status quo, and a big part of what we try to do, and Carl and I talk about this, is you know, combat the status quo. The idea that I just do the same thing over and over again. And we're like, no, stop the madness. Yeah. So we can talk through about that. You oh, highlighted yes. that. Yeah. 54 million metric tons a year. And then insane. That's crazy. I mean, uh, the fact that they mentioned the Eiffel Tower, because our one of our last family vacation trips was was actually we went to Europe or we in Paris uh, back when the Women's World Cup was going on. And seeing the Eiffel Tower up, up and close and personal, I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive. But you know, and it stands out there in the city of Paris, but 4,500 of them, you know, I mean, that's crazy when you think about the size of Manhattan. Uh, that's um, that's a tremendous amount of, of waste. And where does it go? I mean, uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's fat. You can't really fathom seeing that up close and personal. It's, and so what most people do, like you said, they, they just store it in their house and eventually they're going to move. They're going to pass. Something's going to happen. And something's got, it, it's got to go somewhere. And there is no, there, there's no super easy answer. One answer is certainly to do what you're proposing here with IGEL and, and I'm doing with my nonprofit and, and what my son learned in Boy Scouts, which is uh, uh, reuse. Now I will highlight something real quick. I've got a um, RX 420 in my hand here. The fact that a computer can get this small, that's going to have an impact too, right? We're reducing the footprint all the time, but it still counts. There's still e-waste. So you know what the future of this is is let's let's reduce the size let's reduce the amount but let's also reuse as much as we can and that's really kind of the idle message yeah the only thing i hope that never gets reused is toilet paper i'm not sure about that but uh but totally i mean um there there's um i'm i'm rethinking 
you know, I was using a UD Pocket on, um, I've got two old Lenovo laptops and I was, you know, that works great. But the, loading a local operating system on it these days, I just like, let me just try IGL OS directly on it. And, you know, I'm running some analytics on it to see what kind of uh, performance I can get off these things. Uh, thanks to our friends at, in this case, Liquidware, but I can also do the same with Control Up or others and just kind of get a sense of, of that. And so I think that uh, that story there, be able to take these things and repurpose them rather than throw them away and then have tools that you can find out, hey, you know, is this thing going to have enough horsepower? I mean, I remember being, um, it was a hospital down in Jacksonville and we went in the back room and they're replacing their older thin clients, which were Teradici devices, which they, in a sense, they had to get off of that. They were only focused on one protocol, VMware, and they were switching to Citrix. So there was a need to, to replace. But in the back room was a whole bunch of old PCs, Core i5s, Core i7s. And I was like, what are you going to do with these? Oh, those are old machines. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's a very fast thin client right there. Right. So, um Anyways, we, we've discussed that many times before, but that's hopefully that will help make a dent in some of this global e-waste. Well, and, and part of this is a greener world and, and green means a couple of things, right? Green means doing the right thing for the planet. It also means money. Uh, I've got, I personally uh, had a customer that was uh, donated a bunch of machines to my nonprofit and I didn't have, um, I didn't have the heart to tell them that I couldn't use them. So I, I they, they're sitting in a storage unit in uh, Stewart, Florida, uh, cost me $60 a month. It's 160 old thin clients. I've got to take a trip down there and take those to some e-waste facility because I can't think of anything I can do with them. Not only do I need to figure out a way to make it a green result, but also got to quit spinning my green every month, uh, storing those things in a storage unit. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and on that same note, I mean, on, on the other side of this green coin uh, is uh, electricity. Um yeah. You know, we've seen where by repurposing old devices, uh, battery power actually is extended in many cases, or even less of a load on the operating uh, on the disk if it's installed locally. Uh, if it's running off UD Pocket, that's one thing, but um, not having as many uh, rewrite cycles on the operating system is is uh, reducing electricity. You know, in some cases, right. so there, there's many many aspects to uh, to this. So here's uh, here's a quick talk for the, the um, paragraph I'm highlighting now. I had a call with um, a large corporation a couple weeks ago, and and we were pitching to them the idea that we could help repurpose their machines when they retired them. And uh, the person said they couldn't do that because of security requirements. Plus, they had absolutely no doubt that all of their employees, all of them, did the responsible thing when they were getting rid of their e-waste, both company e-waste as well as personal. And I just had to I I started to to argue that and challenge that. And, and the article here says 20% of global e-waste is responsibly managed and taken care of. The, the fact that someone would think that their entire organization didn't have a single individual of it in it that didn't do the wrong thing is just an astronomically uh, absurd thought to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, human nature would generally tell you that's a false statement uh, based on what we know, you know, what's the more convenient thing. I just throw it in the green bin versus the blue one, right? <laughs> yeah. or i'm not i'm not i'm not going to take that trip to the dump i'll just let the uh the guys pick it up in the street or whatever yeah. so um yeah. but yeah i mean um I, it, it 
it, to me, I look at that and putting the entrepreneur hat on, right? I'm like, there's a business there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking into that too. And, and there is a business there, but it, it doesn't quite justify itself at this point. The, yeah. the, the special materials, the, um, oh, what are they called? The rare earth metals and things. It's, it's too much work to get them out of these devices than it's worth yeah. at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Or without some subsidies to make it work. Right. But. Well, maybe there's your answer. Um, maybe. I don't know if that's the answer, but maybe that helps. Well, Chris, um, IGEL in this blog addresses a couple things, but what's, what's the IGEL story and how's IGEL tackling this beyond what we've talked about so far? Well, you can see here, we highlight an organization green for good. Um, that, uh, you know, addresses that very issue of, of securely responsibly taking those IT assets, converting them into um, uh, social good, I guess, if that's a, a new term. But, um, um, you know, how can we, you know, take that? So I think part of it is education, right? Uh, helping them understand that, you know, you may have machines that do not need to be thrown away or recycled or whatever. Um, and so extend the life cycle of those things. Um, as we mentioned earlier, that lower power consumption, uh, connecting to a cloud base, you know, pulling environmental, but also being able to take those devices and instead of, you know, buying a new laptop, uh, hand it out. I mean, you, you've kind of seen that with this whole uh, student initiative that your son's doing. Um, I, I can't imagine, my wife's a teacher, how many kids did not have, uh, I know she's told me stories of, um kids that didn't uh, they there was at their mom's machine or dad's I mean, they didn't have a machine at home that they could reliably use every day to do their work and um, they would get behind on assignments and other things and and um i i just was thinking like there's, there's got to be a way right we, we, what we, what we do here but i it's hard to know how many kids got lost when when this whole uh you know covid thing hit right. um but uh but there's um, you know, things like this that can really help solve a lot of problems beyond corporate waste and the uh, e, e things. You can take that and turn to a lot of good. Um, there's a lot of need out there. So, um, so Green Green for Good is a organization that uh, collects devices and uh, tries to repurpose them back into a usable usable. Um, scenario yeah and you can see they've been raising money um and then they support different charitable organizations from around the world uh and so uh, a lot of this is is hardware and, and obviously the other big piece here too is this uh for new machines being built the hardware um component shortage around the globe um being able to take existing devices and give them extended life means you don't necessarily have to worry about as much of the supply chain when you've got an existing supply that works just perfectly fine in a, in a world of cloud workspaces. So, um, uh, but yeah, anything that can help reduce, you know, a lot of that, uh, that waste, the pollution. Um, so I guess for the folks that are listening, certainly look around, um, you know, do you have old machines, uh, old laptops, whatever, um, you know, that, that, that can serve, give, give another life to them, right? Give another kick. Yep. Uh, and I think most people do, right? They, a lot of people have that generation one or two laptop generation ago, uh, still sitting in a desk drawer. And, and luckily it's small enough for 
taking up too much space, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't want to yeah. throw it away. Um, but this is a great example. And, and my computers for community.org is a great example of, of where you can send that thing and, and we can securely wipe it out and put a new operating system on it and, and then take it uh, and get it to someone who, who needs it. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, this is, uh, like I said, this was uh, obviously originally written for Earth Day, um, which is, you know, come and gone at this point. But um, we like to think that there's every day an opportunity to, you know, be thinking about the environment, how you can make it um, a little bit better, uh, whether it's at home or in the corporate world or in the community. So, um so if you haven't heard of uh, Green for Good, certainly take a look uh, and check them out. Um, and, uh, and if you are more interested, certainly in learning what, uh, what can be done, um, by all means, those listening, reach out to uh, Zintegra. They'd be happy to tell you more about what iGel could do. And if you have devices that could certainly get, uh, get another kick in life, right? Maybe it'd give you a way better performance than what's running on that old Windows machine, perhaps. Yeah. Certainly ties into today's uh, modern day cloud world and the efficiencies and and still a good use case, a good good user experience. No doubt. Um, uh, by the way, uh, how has your son's project gone? I mean, um, how many uh, donations have you received with that program, by the way? I think uh, one local nonprofit we've been able to give about 50 computers to, which is good, but uh, we're getting ready to take that, getting ready to take it to the next level. We've actually gotten a little more serious about it. We're forming a board. And uh, we've hired a uh, director. Uh, and so we're looking to take this thing into more of a national organization and, and uh, really a- attack the problem bigger and head on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, is your son, did you say your son was in Scouts? Because mine was too. Uh, his Eagle Scout project was not, uh, was something different, but it was definitely uh, a worthy cause uh, yeah. given back to a, uh, drug and alcohol or sealers. We didn't make it past Cub Scouts or we made it to Cub Scouts at the end of that. Um, uh, this would have been a really uh, notable um, Eagle Scout project, I guess. Absolutely. Um, nonetheless, we, we learned our reduce, reuse, recycle uh, back then. And it's, it's still a common, common comment around our house. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, very good. Um, I didn't wear my green shirt like you, so I, I probably should have, uh, Search my, uh, I've got one downstairs. I just need to grab it out, but, um, uh, just, just a flukes, uh, just a fluke today that I happen to have this one on. Yeah. And I'm sitting here as we're talking, I, I just pulled up some, uh, printer ink. Uh, sorry, my virtual background is I got to recycle this. And so, uh, Agile doesn't have a story around printers, um, but their story, uh, certainly I, I do that on a regular basis. I at least recycle those things, get credit for it. And, yeah, you know, um, there's more ways than ones you can help contribute to a greener world. So, yeah, there's plenty of opportunities every day to do something a little different. Well, Chris, thanks awesome. for joining, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, take care, Andy. Thanks. Thanks.